Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. listeners welcome to another episode of thinking outside the boombox my name is Ahmad and I am your host it is Thursday December 28th three more days left in 2017 and what a 2017 it has been this is the last episode of the year the last episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. That's real. I'm very excited for this episode. I finally get to unveil my list for the top 20 albums of 2017, and I'm generally excited for the podcast in general. It has been a a wonderful 2017 you know, we unveiled the Thinking Outside the Boombox Hip Hop and R&B Award Show this year. We had new guests on the podcast, Gerald and Brandon. We took a deep dive into 50 Cent's most historic beefs. We talk about, talked about Chance's independence. We talked about if Lupe is one of the uh, best lyricists of all time. Uh, there were artist spotlights. There were many album reviews. There were award show recaps. The podcast was firing on all cylinders this year, and I'm very excited for 2018 to see what comes next and to come up with what comes next. Um, So thank you all for listening and for making this 2017 very enjoyable for me. So you know the deal. This list is long. Last year I did it in two episodes, but this year I'm going to be very concise um, and knock it all out in one episode. Uh, But that means no song of the week for this week. That means no press play segment. But all of those things will be 
available on the podcast newsletter. I won't go through them on the podcast here to save time, but on the podcast newsletter, there will be a song of the week. There will be uh, the things you should check out in the recently released albums in the press play segment. So go to thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com right now, and that's already there. Or if you are signed up to the the email list on the newsletter, you already got that in your email inbox. And if you want that, you can go to thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com as well to sign up. So without further ado, let's jump into it. It's the Dig Deeper segment. So the top 20 albums of 2017. You know, um, similar to the top 40 list I do, the top 40 songs, um, this list tries to capture what my favorite albums of 2017 were. But with this list, I do try to take um, some things into account, like the popularity of an album, the popularity of an artist, and especially the merit of that album. So, you know... If an album, one album I liked more than the other, but I recognize that one album is better, I will, in most cases, try to put that album above. But at the end of the day, all of this is subjective, and this is just my list of what I think the best projects of this year were. So I'm going to give you five honorable mentions, and then we're going to jump into the list from 20 to 1. I'm going to talk a little bit about each album. And I'm also going to give you, in case you... Uh, are unfamiliar with an album I'm going to give you a few songs that you should listen to for each of the uh, albums from 20 to 1 for you to get acquainted with it so let's get started with the honorable mentions I'm going to go from the bottom of the honorable mentions list to the top the album that just missed the list so let's start at the bottom Everybody by Logic is my last honorable mention slot. So this album has to be mentioned because Logic has slowly and quietly because become one of the best new lyricists in the game. You know, but you know, an issue is can you name one Logic single? And don't don't say the suicide hotline song. And you can't. You know, I tried, I couldn't. You know, only one of his album singles before his most recent album had cracked the hot 100 list and it just cracked it at 100 um yet all of his albums have gone gold so you know you know his albums are finding success but you know he hasn't been able to you know get into the mainstream really and really you know get that hit off you know on this album on everybody he finds a way to be the voice of a bunch of downtrodden people while reflecting on his own feelings about being a mixed race individual you know he has that song to represent uh depressed people with the suicide hotline he has a song to represent people uh with anxiety he has the song to represent biracial people you know he you know he wants to be a voice for people who typically don't get a voice and i get that um, one of the ways that this album does stumble is that at times it can be very preachy, you know, cause he's talking about, you know, how he's treated because he is mixed and he looks more lighter skinned than, a uh, the average black person. Um, but he refuse he not refuses, but he, um, doesn't take into account how he might be 
um, receiving privileges from that fact. So it, it can definitely be preachy and there are some, you know, conceptual stumbles, but I do think that it deserves multiple listens because Logic can rap. He can really rap. He's lyrical and the songwriting is pretty great as well. Um, I talked in the top 40 list about the Africarian song that has the J. Cole verse. That's a good song. The Suicide Hotline song is obviously good. He's also got a song, America, with like Black Thought, Chuck D on it. So everybody by Logic, give it a listen. Next on the list, Beach House 3 by Ty Dolla Sign. Now, Ty Dolla Sign is one of the most gifted and successful songwriters in the game, and his Beach House 3 project was highly anticipated. We've been waiting on it for a while, and it delivered. While it was a little too long, I think that he did showcase how easily he can make a hip-hop, an R&B, or a pop hit. And, you know, he had some interludes on there that were, you know, so good that I wish that they were real songs. Like, the the music behind them, I was like, yo, turn that into a song. Into a song. So, Ty Dolla Sign, you, you, you deserve, he deserves you to listen to that album. Definitely check that out. Um, Love You Better is a good song. Don't Judge Me is a good song. Um, the Famous Friends interlude, I really <laughs> like that. Um, and Message in a Bottle, of course, is also good. Next on the honorable mention list is Funk Wave Bounces Volume 1 by Calvin Harris. So look, the only Calvin Harris song I really remember being really into, like his song off of his albums, is Feel So Close. So I generally ignored him when he had a release. But this year, he took a page from DJ Khaled's book, and he gathered some top-notch hip-hop and R&B stars to drive this album for him. You know, the feature list is intense. He's got Travis Scott, John Legend, Party Next Door, Schoolboy Q, Migos, and that's just a taste. That's just to name a few. And each feature plays a key part to the vibe of this album. And I think what's impressive is how he got all these artists together and still his sound was so prominent. And, you know, the juxtaposition of some of the features worked really well. He had Future and Khaled on a track, Lil Yachty and Kalani on a track, Frank Ocean and Migos. And yet they all worked really well together. It was a great summer album that was led by the slide single with Frank Ocean and Migos. And I think it should go into everybody's playlist Definitely check out Slide, of course. Heat Stroke is a good song. Feels is a good song. Faking It is also a good song. Next on the uh, honorable mention list is Paranoia, A True Story by Dave East. Now, you may not know much about Dave East, um, but I think you should certainly pay attention. You know, he showcases his ability to stay with the gritty street flow um, and music that, you know, we're accustomed to from him, but he can also show that he can make some turn up music while also getting introspective. You know, he's being mentored by Nas. So I think that he can only go up from here. Um, I think some songs that you should check out on this is perfect, uh, maneuver, uh, wanna be me. Have you ever? Um, and then he had a song that said it was featuring Nas it was called the hated, but the Nas feature was really just Nas talking on the track. And I'm, I'm nitpicking here, but, you know, I wanted to hear Nas spit. We've been waiting on that Nas album. Um, but Paranoia True Story by Dave East is also deserves to be on the honorable mention list. Now, the number one honorable mention album, the song that almost made the list, is At What Cost by Goldlink. 
Now this album, this album's flames. It is. You know, for most of us, this album is what Gold Link has been doing for the past three years. That's rapping rapidly and confidently over some like dance centric beats. Um, but this is his major label debut. And where it falls short is I think that it may not be enough to skyrocket him to the mainstream attention he deserves. You know, it he kind of played it safe, didn't take a lot of risks with it. But for the rest of us who, who have known Goldlink for a few years, you know, it's more amazing music to add to our catalog. So you should definitely check out Her Side Story. Um... Roll Call is a good one. Crew, obviously, got a Grammy nomination. Um, Then also, Some Girl is a really good one. So that is the honorable mention list. At What Cost by Gold Link. Paranoia, True Story by Dave East. Funk Wave Bounces, Volume 1 by Calvin Harris. Beach House 3 by Ty Dolla Sign. And Everybody by Logic. Let's jump into the list. Number 20, Wins and Losses by Meek Mill. Now, this album was a redemption story for Meek. His career had begun to be dominated by the Drake storyline or the Nicki Minaj storyline when she broke up with him. This was about seeing whether Meek could put all that behind him and get a W. And he succeeded. He decided to fall back on his bread and butter, which is rapping about that street street life that he knows so well and how it's affected him. He's one of the game's better rappers, and at least in terms of music, I think he definitely pulled out a win here. And it's sad that, you know, he's in jail right now because of the situation that occurred. But as far as music goes, I think I think Meek is back. Songs that you should check out, Heavy Heart, 1942 Flows, We Ball, and Young Black America. Number 19, Good For You by Amine. Now, this is Amine's debut album, and it's full of black boy joy, and it sees the Portland rapper enjoying, like, the spoils of life while also getting very personal. You know, he's one of the versatile rappers that can also hold a melody, um, and he utilizes that skill heavily on this album while also seeking the assistance of everyone's favorite uncle, Charlie Wilson. Um, he's got two tracks on there with Charlie. Um, and I think Charlie does the vocals for like maybe one or two others, like some background vocals for one or two others. Um, this album reeks of nostalgia. Um, and I think it's a great introduction to what Amine can offer. Um, you know, last year, or I guess earlier this year, I believe we gave him the award for Best New Artist. And now here he is making the top 20 list. So shout out to him. Check out the songs Veggies, Sundays, Dakota, and heebie-jeebies, which features Kalani. Uh, water break. Number 18. Big Fish Theory by Vince Staples. Um, Vince decided to experiment on this album. And more than usual. You know, this album sees Vince staying in his lane as far as content and lyricism are concerned. But he definitely switched it up um, with these electronic dub club like beats as his background you know the bass on this album is overpowering and i really like it you know his raw thoughts and like criticism of society are definitely present but i think he takes a risk by switching up the format of his project so drastically however somehow it works i do want to see him get back to you know the sounds from summertime 06 but um, it's great to see a young rapper take a chance so early in his career and for it to pay off. Songs you should check out, 745, Yeah Right, Rain Come Down, and Samo. 
Definitely, definitely, definitely check those out. Number 18 is Big Fish Theory by Vince Staples. Number 17, Process by Samfa. Um, also, Samfa's debut album. Um, it's a project that's full of grief and longing. You know, Samfa lost his mother a couple years ago. And you can really hear all of the pain he's feeling on the album. It's on purpose. You know, the album is about those feelings and, and, and living through those feelings. You know, Sanfa's voice is raw and full of emotion, um, but it carries this album and you to a different plane when you listen to it. Like, it's it'll put you in a mood if you listen to it for, you know, too long. Similar to James Blake. Um, if you like James Blake, I think you'll love this album. You know, it's brooding, but I think it's brilliant at the same time. Songs that I think you should check out. No One Knows Me Like the Piano, of course. Uh, Timmy's Prayer, and also Under. Uh, let's jump to number 16. The Autobiography by Vic Mensa. Um, so Vic and No ID came together to craft um, Vic's major label debut. Um, and I think if one thing should be taken away from listening to this album, one thing you should take away from it is that Vic is a technically impressive rapper and a great storyteller. Like the entire concept of Heaven on Earth is brilliant. You know, the song where he um, raps all three verses from the perspective of a different person, one from uh, him to his dead homie, the second from his dead homie to him, and the third from his dead homie's murderer to him. So it's brilliant. He does take some time to showcase his singing ability, and there's even some rock influences on the album. But one thing is for sure, I think even to fans who have followed Vic since 2011, this album really gives you a solid introduction into Vic as an artist and as a person. So the songs that you should check out, Heaven on Earth, Coffee and Cigarettes, Homewrecker, The Fire Next Time, and The Pharrell Produced Wings. Definitely check that out. Number 16 is the autobiography by Vic Mensa. Number 15, I Decided by Big Sean. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Big Sean gets a lot of criticism at times, and especially this year. Some say he's boring. Some say he's corny. Some say he can't hang with the big dogs. Um, some say he should have responded to Kendrick by now. Um, and for most of those things, I can't really agree. Um, I do think he should have responded to Kendrick, but that's neither here nor there. Um... And that's due to the fact that his past few albums have been pretty good. You know, this album is no Dark Sky Paradise. I think that's one of his best albums. But it is one of the most cohesive albums he's ever released. You know, he's spitting that inspirational rap that he likes to get into. But at the same time, he is giving you bars. Big Sean is one of the best lyricists in the game. And I think because of his, like, happy-go-lucky, sometimes kind of carefree, not-as-hard-hitting uh, personality and persona it gets lost that he's one of this game's best spitters. Um, and, you know, he does take a few tracks off on this album to get lyrical and to get turned, even while being inspirational. It's balanced. And all in all, I think it's beautifully constructed. So don't give up on Big Sean. Let him cook. Um, and listen to Same Time Part 1. We get a little taste of 2088 on that. Bigger Than Me, Moves, Halfway Off the Balcony, Sacrifices with Migos. This song came out early in, like, February, but pick it back up and see if you're not, like, wondering why you haven't been listening to it uh, sooner than you did. Like, it's a great album. Number 15 is I Decided by Big Sean. Number 14, 
Fiend by Sid. Sid decided to take a short break from the internet. Um, I would like for her to conclude that break because we haven't gotten a project since Ego Death. And that was like, what, two years ago? Maybe three? Um, But she also delivered her debut project uh, this year that is wonderfully constructed. You know, it sees her tapping into the R&B and hip-hop sounds that she excels so well at. Um, She taps into some Aaliyah on No. She exudes some serious confidence on All About Me and Shake Em Off. You know, her her voice is airy and so delicate, yet it's so powerful. And she captivates you as soon as the album starts. You know, this album came out in, uh, I want to say, late January, maybe February. And she held R&B down for most of early 2017. And so she shouldn't be forgotten this year because... You know, there was a lot of R&B that released toward the middle and end of the year, but, you know, she deserves to be to be mentioned this year for one of the best R&B albums of the year. Uh, you should check out the songs No, All About Me, Body, and Over, which features Black. Number 14 is Finn by Sid. Number 13, All-American Badass by, you know, Joey Badass. Um, Joey Badass has undergone an interesting transformation. You know, the music he delivers on All-American Badass is so different from his breakout mixtape, 1999, and even more different from his last album, Before the Ass. He's gone... (laughs) I'm sorry, that's just such a funny title. Um, he's gone full social commentator slash activist on this album, and I think it fits him well. When hip-hop first started, one of its primary functions was... Uh, you know, the rappers commentating to the public on and from the communities that are rarely heard from in the public. But not too many rappers now are rapping about the socio-political conditions of their communities. Um, But this album, in a way, sees a return to that. You know, his sound has grown exponentially. You know, you weren't hearing him make radio hits and anthems like Devastated as easily as he is now. Um, The mood is dark and a little negative, but I think that Joey uses this album as a call to action, and I, for one, have certainly taken notice of that. Um, Songs you should check out, Temptation, Devastated, For My People, and Legendary, which features the one and only J. Cole. Number 13 is All-American Badass by Joey Badass. Number 12, Culture by Migos. Um... Something flipped between, like a switch flipped between Migos' last album and Culture. Uh, You know, young rich niggas saw them unsure how to really craft a hit, and they were showcasing a lot of flow and technical ability, but it wasn't really going anywhere. You know, they've undergone a DJ Khaled-level transformation, because almost every song on Culture is a banger and you know with bad and bougie being one of their most popular songs to date and that's not even the best song on the album so i think it's fitting that dj khaled is present on the title track of this album and the first track of this album because like him they had an incredible glow up in 2017 um and kind of toward the end of 2016 you know they've made it big now and they are themselves a big part of the culture and the thing is they're just getting started they're all young nobody's put out a solo project yet it's about to get serious and there's so many songs on culture that just go hard it was a cohesive trap album that if you have a turn up playlist you got to put the whole album in there 
So songs you should check out, T-shirt, Bad and Bougie, Slippery, What the Price, but really just listen to the whole album because you won't be disappointed. Number 12 is Culture by Migos. Number 11 is Her by Her. Um, So her... Her's identity at this point is very well known. It's Gabby Wilson. Um, But the fact that the unveiling of her identity doesn't take away from her work means that she accomplished exactly what she set out to do in the first place, which was to let her music speak for itself. She released Volume 2 earlier this year and then combined it with Volume 1 and six new songs to make a jam-packed release. Um, But it's not not too much music. It's not an overload. she still leaves you wanting more because her like sensual, sultry voice glides so effortlessly over the melodies and beats that are featured on this project. She takes cues from Aaliyah, Mary J. Blige, there's some Braxtons in there, and many more. Like this is this is real R and B. It's a dominant R and B release, and I really can't wait for her to reveal more of herself through the music. Songs you should check out, still down. Every Kind of Way, Rather Be, and I Won't. Number 11 is Her by Her. Here we are at the top 10. Number 10, Sweet Sexy Savage by Kalani. So the concept of Kalani's debut album um, here is that it contains three separate elements of, of her persona. Sweet, Sexy, and Savage. And while it may be a little hard to tell when the album has switched between those elements and it's not necessarily cohesive and that the project is clearly separated that way, Kalani is at her best on this album. Uh, I've never heard her sound better than on Sweet Sexy Savage. You know, she's at her best savage on personal and it doesn't get any sexier than everything is yours from this project. She's also developed some wonderful pop hits, none bigger than Undercover, which samples Don't Matter by Akon slash interpolates it. Um, the album is a little long, but I think the hits are spaced out well enough that she makes it worth our while. Songs you should check out. Peace of Mind, Personal, Undercover, Everything is Yours, In My Feelings. But listen to the whole album. Listen to all of these whole albums. You feel me? Number 10 is Sweet Sexy Savage by Kalani. Number 9, Morning After by Division. So, you know, Division came through with an amazingly cohesive project here that seems more mature than their debut. And I talked about this on the the podcast where I reviewed the crazy amount of albums that were released in October. Um, but I will talk about it again because this album is fantastic. Um, the tone of this album is very pensive, solemn. Um, it deals with the heartbreak and feelings of an up and down relationship. Daniel Daly, who's the main singer of Division, gives one of his best performances vocally on this album, and his voice showcases the pain he's trying to get across very well. And 1985 is just as crucial because he crafts some beats um, that fit perfectly with Daly's voice, and that also fit perfectly within the sound that OVO is kind of has kind of constructed as a brand. And the OVO family, of course, very present. Um, Forty co-produced like three of the songs. Drake uh, wrote one of the songs, and Party Next Door did some background vocals on "Don't Choose." You know, it's a very solid release that outshines September 5th, but that's not saying anything bad about September 5th. Morning After is just that much better. So I can't wait to see where these guys take R&B because 
They're in an amazing place right now. Songs you should check out. No time. Take time. Body smile. Mood. And keep calm. Number nine is Morning After by Division. Number eight, Flower Boy by Tyler, the Creator. So most of this release, most of the release of this album, of Flower Boy, was spent with people wondering whether or not, and discussing whether Tyler came out as gay on this album. And considering his past and some of the homophobic things he said, I can see how that was an important topic. But I think it overshadowed what a magnificent album Tyler made here. You know, since Wolf, Tyler has been shedding the immature music and content of his early career and crafting some cohesive, musically genius projects. And I don't think Flower Boy is any different than, from that. Um, while his last album saw him trying a little too hard to be Pharrell and N.E.R.D., I think this album finds him at home with his playful melodies and synths, while he also gets very introspective about his personal relationships and feelings. And whether he is playing a character or showing his true self on this album, I think Tyler continues to raise the bar on his creativity and create beautiful pieces of art. Um, and we should take notice, because the transformation from Inglorious or Bastard to... Flower Boy is just incredible. So, songs you should check out. Garden Shed, Boredom, November, Enjoy Right Now Today. Number eight is Flower Boy by Tyler the Creator. Water break. Number seven, More Life by Drake. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so, Drake labeled this project as a playlist. And, you know, we all originally scoffed at that idea, and especially, though, when compared to his last album, Views, I think it actually makes sense. While he may have done this, you know, labeled it a playlist to rid himself of the risk after Views was so poorly received, more life is more free. You know, the music is more joyous and upbeat. Drake allows his guests to take a front seat, you know, and cohesion isn't really necessary. It it. Definitely did feel like a playlist. After he said it, we listened to it and it was like, okay, this was this felt like a playlist. Um, Drake was on his, on his curator mode here, and he gave artists like Giggs, Skepta, and Georgia Smith a platform to show off um, in an introduction to the masses that they may not have received so easily on their own. You know, Drake has a firm grasp on what the streets want, and he packaged it all together in more life and gave us a project that was a fresh you know a fresh um you know a cleansing of the ears after views like very downtrodden solemn and like dreary sound more life was you know it was very you know it was tropical and upbeat and happy you know you know, he didn't talk that much about, you know, exes and girls that he's disappointed and disappointed him. It was Drake. He took a back seat and he let the music and the the features take a front seat. And it was well deserved. His next project, I think he needs to honestly, personally, for Drake's next project, I don't even I was going to say I don't even want to take care another take care i want drake to challenge himself lyrically 
I want him to recognize that Kendrick is his biggest competition for one of the best rap artists in this game. And while Drake is certainly the bigger artist, um, Kendrick is a better rapper and lyricist and can craft a conceptual album better than Drake. I want Drake to recognize that and to craft an album where he challenges himself to rap as well as Kendrick Lamar. I, I wanna I want bars from Drake. So I hope that he delivers. And I don't know if he will. And if he gives us another take care, if he gives us another nothing was the same, that's fine too. But we just can't get another views. That's it's too much. But more life was a great departure from that previous album and it lands at number seven on my top 20 list songs you should listen to passion fruit sacrifices do not disturb blim get it together number six freudian by daniel caesar now look daniel caesar delivered the best traditional r&b album of the year and that's facts on this album he sings of love um, the album is flawless. He flawlessly blends gospel and R&B so seamlessly. The album features Daniel being supported by many female voices that support his voice and harmonies that you feel only they can make work. And to also play the objects of his affection in this narrative that he's crafted. Them along with a glorious choir to fill the album with such vocally strong sounds really helped carry the project. You know, in a genre full of trap influences in this modern day era, it's nice to get an album like Freudian to kind of reset the clock on that sound. Songs you should check out. Get You, Blessed, Hold Me Down, We Find Love, and of course, Best Part featuring her, one of the best duets of the year. Number six is Freudian by Daniel Caesar. Here we go, the top five the top five albums of 2017 and i guarantee you're going to be surprised at this pick at number five number five <clears throat> excuse me is 444 by jay-z now look there's a lot to say about 444 um street jay-z gangster jay-z is well documented you know, it, he's made that version of Jay-Z has made some of the most popular songs of Jay's career and some of our favorite songs. You know, it's that confident Jay that likes to brag. But me personally, I've always had a soft spot for when Jay-Z decides to get personal, introspective, bare his soul on wax. On the titular track, Jay-Z gave us way more than we expected. You know, we knew that when what we hoped when he came out with his 13th album that he would address what Beyonce talked about on Lemonade. And he did that and more. You know, he got extremely personal on the 444 track, apologized to Beyonce for cheating and almost ruining their family. Like, he got way more personal than we thought he would. You know, this is Jay-Z evaluating where he is in his life as a nearly 50-year-old rapper and what his legacy will be. You know, I think No ID gets a lot of credit for crafting a project that helped draw Jay out of his shell and, you know, for him to talk as personally as he did. And honestly, after Magna Carta Holy Grail, I think we were all kind of okay if Jay-Z didn't put out another modern album where he flaunted his wealth and past street life uh, while trying to keep up with his contemporaries in terms of flow and production. But this Jay-Z is different. You know, this is old head Jay-Z trying to put us on, talking to the new niggas in the game, trying to tell them how to move 
uh, how to move in the game, you know, talking to black, the black community as a whole, uh, to try to help them to overcome while also unpacking his demons for all of us to see and for him to, you know, get rid of once and for all, you know, on the title, on the first track, Kill Jay-Z, it was him getting rid of his ego. He's saying his ego is dead. That version of Jay-Z is gone because I couldn't be that person because look what I almost gave up. And that's 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 impressive for in this game and in this game where he became popular being on the opposite end of that for him to, you know, almost in his 50s, make an album where he just put his heart right on his sleeve. It's admirable. Um, It's a showcase of growth that's fresh for Jay and is honestly music to our ears. Songs you should check out, 444, The Story of OJ, Family Feud, and Marcy Me. Number five is 444 by Jay-Z. So I know you're thinking, huh, 444 at number five? There's four albums left? You mean to tell me there were four albums better than than Jay-Z's 444? And I'm here to tell you yes, and one of those albums is in the number four slot, Layla's Wisdom by Rhapsody. Number four. This was... Rhapsody's second album, but it was her major label debut um, with Rock Nation. A lot of this was certainly the year of the debut. Um, I think out of the 25 songs on this list, 40% of them were some sort of debut or major label debut. So that's impressive that, you know, on these debuts, these artists could perform so well. So let's start this off with a fact. Rhapsody is one of the coldest MCs in the game and wildly underappreciated. Now, I'm not trying to pit them against each other, but Rhapsody could rap Nicki Minaj under the table, and that's facts. I will stand by that till the day I die. Rhapsody is a better rapper than Nicki Minaj. Okay. Now, it's all about positive vibes from here on out. I'm not... Not trying to start and talk about any competition because there's no need for that. But that I'm just here to state facts. So on my first listen to this album, I saw some serious comparisons between this and To Pimp a Butterfly. You know, the deep lyricism and self-reflection, motivation, although Rhapsody does it a little bit more gracefully. Um, I think Rhapsody's personality shines bright on this album while her uplifting of black women is just as luminous. Um, she's very proud on this album while also detailing the struggle of women in society. Uh, album is very cohesive and it really showcases how skilled Rhapsody is at wordplay and lyricism while also showcasing her versatility. And Ninth Wonder gave us some heat for this project. They've got such wonderful chemistry when they get together. Says in the he's she signed the Jamla Records, which is his, you know, label. So they know each other very well and they work so well together on wax. You know, she's a two time Grammy nominee this year. Because of this album. One for the album, I think, Best Rap Album, and also one for Best Rap Song and Sassy. And the album deserved even more than that. This is one of the best rap albums of the year. And easily, Rhapsody showed that she can hang with any rapper, male or female. Rhapsody is one of the best rappers out now, and that's facts, though. Songs you should check out. Power, Sassy, Nobody, Jesus Coming. Check out all of those, but also listen to the whole album because it's one of the best albums of the year. 
And and that's just that's just that's just the truth. It really is. Number four is Layla's Wisdom by Rhapsody. Number three, Forever is a Mighty Long Time by Big Crit. Look, it'd been three years since the last Big Crit album in Catalactica. And you know, he just got out of a situation and his contract with Def Jam, and that was the reason for the holdup. You know, he survived that to deliver a two-disc concept album this year, where the first half represents his braggadocious, sub-thumping crit side, while the second half, the Justin Vernon side, which is his real name, um, is his most vulnerable, introspective side. More vulnerable, introspective side. Um, I think it was smart for him to split these up like this, so it doesn't have to be weird when he goes from talking about, you know, how loud his bass is and all how many women <laughs> he has goes from that to like talking about black people being killed in America and like, you know, his inner mental struggles. So, you know, it's good that he split them up. I tried to pick a favorite side, but honestly, there are enough gems on each side that kind of made that impossible. Like they're both stacked. And, you know, he produced half of the songs on this album himself. And he showcased a confident lyricism that sees just how effortlessly he can make a great hip-hop joint while also showcasing his spirituality just as easy. Just as easily. Um, at some point, though, I think he'll have to make an album with more original content. Um, as far as the music goes, as I don't think he can lean on the Southern Sounds that were pioneered by like Outkast and UGK um, for too much longer before he receives the same criticisms that Joey Badass did when he was doing his old school New York stuff on 1999. But for now, I think this was a much needed welcome back and a great addition to his catalog. Songs you should check out. Get Up to Come Down, Subenstein, Drinking Sessions, and The Light. Number three is Forever is a Mighty Long Time by Big Crit. All right, we're down to the bottom two, the final two, the top two albums of 2017. And number two was the best R&B album of the year, Control by SZA. Control by SZA. You know, like I said, a lot of debuts this year, and this was SZA's um, debut as well. And no debuts were better than hers. This album rightfully vaulted SZA right into the mainstream. Five Grammy nominations this year. And she crafted an album that was incredibly relatable. You know, Control is an album that sees SZA digging very deep and getting personal and describing her love life and her relationships. She waxes poetic about the partners in her life, how she wishes she was normal and could find someone that doesn't waste her time. SZA's album became a relatable refuge, especially for black women everywhere, as she crafted songs that reminded them of situations they'd been in with songs like The Weeknd and Love Galore. You know, they were a somber nod to some of the fuck niggas that, you know, women in real life deal with on an everyday basis. You know, Control exists somewhere just outside of the R&B genre, as SZA kind of flirts with some indie rock vibes and influences throughout the album. But the feeling is firmly R&B as SZA vocally, you know, is reminiscent of the way Keisha Cole sings about love. And I think that's very good company. This song, this album resonated with the culture this year. It was featured all over the place. It was on Insecure. Like, 
three or four songs from the album on Insecure like it. And that's because it was so relatable, because SZA was crooning and and using her beautiful vocals to sing about, you know, topics that women everywhere go through. Snatched them up just like that. Like they were they were with her because, you know, some of the best music is when an artist can be a voice of the people. If you can get me to relate to your song, I'm going to like it that much more. And especially when the music is this good, of course. So this was a highly anticipated, long-weighted album, and it was worth the wait. Control put SZA in the limelight, and I think she's going to be there for a while. She's been all over the place. SNL, Jimmy Fallon, all the talk shows. Like, SZA's here to stay, and Control deserves to be the number two album of this year. That's facts. Here we are. Number one. You all know what it is. You all knew what it was going to be. And that's because this album has been holding down the hip-hop stage since April. And there have been many albums who have tried to knock it off the top spot. But have failed. And that's because this album is that good. My number one album of the year is Damn by Kendrick Lamar. Look, Kendrick has become one of the most compelling artists over the past five years. He consistently finds a way to feed the streets, the radio, the old heads, all at the same time while not watering down his product and releasing conceptual projects full of substance. Damn continues that trend. You know, it's a project that continues to explore the inner workings of Kendrick's mind. Um, You know, it provides lyricism and storytelling at its finest on DNA, Duckworth, fear, feel. Um... And then where what the street wants meets the mainstream, loyalty clicked instantly. And then where the mainstream hits wanted to thrive, he had love and humble. And add in the fact that this album was made in a sort of conceptual loop and that you can also listen to it backwards and it plays just as well, if not better, than the original format you really realize the genius of Kendrick. You know, where Kendrick and J. Cole divert is that Kendrick can make those radio hits so seamlessly without downplaying or taking away from his message and his concept and his brand and his lyricism. Where Kendrick and Drake divert is that Kendrick can wrap circles around Drake. Uh, Kendrick is on a planet of his own, and maybe only Rhapsody can stake claim to getting close to that. Because she's just that good. Um, But Kendrick's versatility is important here. Because he continues to explore his spiritual journey. Wade through this business while analyzing his every move. Self-analyzing. While still giving us all what we want. And who else in hip-hop can make us stop in our tracks when they drop a project nowadays? Drake can do it, for sure. But it's different with Kendrick. Because when Kendrick drops, you know that you're going to have to... You're going to have to sit in a room. You're going to have to get on a bus and take it to the end of the line. You're going to have to go to a library and just put your headphones on. Because when Kendrick drops, you got to think. 
you you you're willing to you're you're unbox unboxing a package and you're going through piece by piece figuring out what you got and it's it's just magnificent when you see how far he's come from section 80 to good kid mass city to to pimp a butterfly to damn damn it's it's incredible he's the best rapper alive that's facts like kendrick kendrick is the best right now when it comes to lyricism bars concept he's he's at the top and while the best rappers and the best hip hop artists will always come down to kendrick versus drake at the end of the day this is hip hop and what we what we really recognize is who can rap better and that's Kendrick. Kendrick's he's up there. And Damn is you know, I've been going back and forth in my head throughout the year of whether Damn is better than To Pimp a Butterfly. Because they're so different. To Pimp a Butterfly is more um jazzy and uh it's more orchestral. You know, it's it's late registration to college dropout you know like the difference in those sounds damn is more contemporary beats you know mike will made it made a couple songs um it's more contemporary beats but the concept and the lyricism and the the vulnerability that kendrick shows really skyrockets this album and i haven't been able to choose they're they're really both up there at the top for me but one thing that was for sure is that um, I marked this album off as the number one album, the album of the year when I first heard it. Um, not to give away too much about the second annual Thinking Outside the Boombox award shows, but Kendrick might not win because um, I'm not the only one doing the voting this year, so we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, and try not to be biased. You know, I wasn't going to, if there was an album that came up that was better than Kendrick, I wasn't just, just going to put Kendrick in the spot, but he deserved it. This this album was the bar since April. And a lot of albums got close, but, you know, just not close enough. So there you have it. Top 20 albums of 2017 with five honorable mentions. And I want to mention one more album, actually, because it didn't make the honorable mentions, but... Just to put them on, Sahai the Prince released the album No Dope on Sundays, and you should check it out because it's <clears throat> he's one of the best lyricists in the game for sure. He's underrated because he's kind of been stuck in this good music shadow, hasn't really had a lot of opportunity to market and become well known. But he dropped that project No Dope on Sundays. You should check it out because it's dope. Um, but other than that, that is it. For the Dig Deeper segment. Um, And that is it for this episode. The last episode of the year. So that is it for 2017. I thank you all for listening. Um, Check out the podcast newsletter. You can find the full list. You can um, also find the press play and the song of the week. But I thank you all for listening. This This was a great year. Put out a lot of content that I'm very proud of, and I'm ready and willing to come back with even more in 2018. 
Um, if you thought December was a great month, January will be just as great. I'm going to come back with the anticipated albums of 2018 at some point next year. Um, the thinking outside the second annual thinking outside the boombox award show will be taking place on January. I think it's the 17th. That episode you should look out for. Going to have a couple guests in the studio to discuss the nominees and winners. Um, and we got some other concepts cooking um, that I think will be great. So thank you all for listening. You know the deal. Subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Um, definitely, definitely tell your friends about this podcast. Spread the word. Um, this has been Thinking Outside the Boombox, and you already know the tagline. This is your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. Yes. Yes. This has been a mod. It's been a wonderful 2017. Happy New Year to everybody. Happy Holidays to everybody. This has been Thinking Outside the Boombox. See you in the new year. Peace. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.